Hey, y'all. Welcome to the podcast, The Not-So-Empty Nest. I'm not sure what stage of life you're in that your nest is not quite empty, but I know right where I am, right in the midst of, well, needing to remember my own little personal beatitude. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not break. (laughs) Believe me. That applies every day more and more often. So, today I want to share a couple of things with y'all. My name is Stephanie Rada and I am your host. I thought I might just do a little brief introduction of myself. If you've been listening in a while, you may know. If you're new, you may need to know. So, I have been married to the one and only Henry for decades and decades and decades of years. We were um, a couple who battled infertility for more than the first decade of our marriage. We had miscarriages and heartache and disappointments and struggles. And then we became foster parents for 15 years for the state of Alabama and fostered dozens of children. Seven of those we adopted. Many of those we have long-term relationships with, although we did not adopt them. And hopefully all the rest of them were impacted with love and the name of Jesus as they passed through. Now, I have talked a lot with y'all about things like great expectations and things not becoming turning out just like you thought they were. And I think that people in general, that we are just like that. We determine in our hearts, okay, I'm going to do this very hard thing here. And if I do, then this is going to be the result, you know. And if I stand up to this criticism, and if I make this hard choice, and if I travel the path less traveled, and then you know, I'm going to be, it's going to all be okay. And the truth is, so often, so often, things just do not turn out the way we anticipated that they would. We're caught off guard. We're um, confused. We're trying to understand the, well, inexplicable. We There is no explanation. So today, when I was listening to some scriptures in my Bible reading time out of Deuteronomy. I really felt like the Lord pricked my heart. And as soon as I did, I thought to myself, I want to share that with my podcast listeners. So I don't know if you've listened to every podcast I have ever done, which aren't that many, of course, or if you're brand new to the podcast, but I do know this, God knew exactly who would be hearing this. And so I'm praying, hoping and praying that every one of you, as you listen today to this podcast, will be reminded that you are not alone in your frustrations, your struggles, and even in your triumphs. So in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 2 through 5, here's what it says. Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years. I'm going to stop right there for just a moment and tell you something. As you hear these words today or follow along with them in your own uh, Bible, I want you to be encouraged 
to ask the Holy Spirit to make this personal today. Okay? When he says, remember how the Lord your God led you, I want your personal experiences to come to your mind. The times when he did things that no one else could have done, when he came through when there seemed to be no way, and the miracles of your life, the things that you know he had his fingers in, remember. And then when it says, through the wilderness for these 40 years, I want you to consider something that you've been going through for a long time. Um, Maybe not 40 years. (laughs) Maybe it's been four months or maybe it's been four (laughs) weeks or I don't know, for anything. But the point is, whatever it is that you've faced that has gone on longer than you ever expected it to, Remember, remember, and here's what it says, humbling you and testing you to prove your character. I think that one of the most important things that we can know as Christians is there is always purpose in our pain, that God is never caught off guard, that there is a reason for what is happening, and there is going to be something that says, that proves Romans eight twenty eight to us, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. So in this case, he says he was humbling you, testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. Now, I'm going to just stop there again and tell you what the Lord, I felt like the Lord quickened my heart. That he, this season that I'm particularly in right now with some struggles that I did not anticipate, that this is a way of humbling me and testing me to see if it was the success or that I expected or the results that I had assumed, if that is what keeps me in obedience or if I will obey even when things don't look like what I thought they should. It goes on to say, yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry. And then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. There's more to read, but I want to stop there. I don't know what it is you are hungry for. I could tell you very clearly what it is I'm hungry for. Now, uh, four decades ago, uh, (laughs) well, three decades ago, I would have told you what I was hungry for was to be a mother. That was what I was so hungry for and thought was never going to happen. It just, everything we tried failed and God had a plan that I wasn't aware of then, but I can, as it said in the very first word of this passage. Remember, I can remember how the Lord worked before. Now, I've had other times where um, what I was hungry for 
was different than then and different from now. We go through seasons and no matter what season we happen to be in at right right this moment, <laughs> you may be a very young mother with new newborn babies and thinking that what you're really hungry for is just a night's sleep. <laughs> I can understand that. You may be hungry for relationship or fellowship, someone, a friendship. If you are in a season of loneliness right now, you may be hungry for a healing for yourself or for someone you love very much. There's all kinds of things that our soul can long for and be hungry for. And sometimes we can become so discouraged because we're sure what we need and we've tried to be very clear with it to God, explaining just exactly what that is, and yet it's not happening. And so we remain hungry, and then God begins to provide, but it doesn't look exactly like we expected. The best example of this in my own life would, of course, be the more than a decade that I attempted to have a child through pregnancy. Uh, I wanted to be a mama. And so in my mind, that meant getting pregnant, having a baby. That meant getting pregnant and not having a miscarriage. That meant getting pregnant and having uh, carrying the baby full term and delivering a baby. That is what in my heart, I was so hungry. I would have probably told you I was hungry to have a baby, but what I was really hungry for, and God knew my heart better than me, was to be a mother, and He provided that through a whole different way and method than I would have ever expected. Never, ever in a million years would I have thought, oh, I'm going to become a foster parent, I'm going to foster dozens of children, I'm going to foster for 15 years, and then we're going to adopt seven children. Not only just seven children, but seven children with different ethnicity than my own. Several, se uh, seven children, some of whom were older child adoptions or some of whom who were sibling adoptions. And believe me, all of that matters. It matters. It really does. And I would have never seen that. I would have never anticipated that. All I knew is I was hungry. And so when God began to offer me manna, a way to feed that hunger that I had, but it looked differently than what I expected. It was a while before I was courageous enough or wise enough to see it and accept it. Now, I remember that so that today, although what I'm hungry for is very different than that, I, what I'm so hungry for seems so undoable now, and yet I remember that I couldn't see the answer then, and I can't see the answer now, but God is faithful. And although it says in the scripture that the manna was previously, it was food previously unknown, they couldn't even ask for manna. Nobody prayed and said, oh, God, please send down some manna. They didn't even know what manna was. But they were hungry. And God provided 
that for them and use that to teach them a very important lesson that people do not live by bread alone. You may remember that Jesus himself quoted this scripture in in the New Testament. You can find it and read it there. We do not live by bread alone. What does that mean? Are we talking about carbohydrates here? No, no, we're not. We're talking about the fact that in our human nature, with our emotions, with our ways of thinking, which are often broken, we think we know what it is that we need. And the truth of the matter is, God may have a very different plan. Over the last couple of years, some things have gone awry. And I just, you know, I thought that God and I had this understanding. I was going to do this very hard thing. And uh, then he was going to see that everything went okay. And it, it just hasn't. And I have been hungry for some answers and some resolutions. And mostly just hungry to understand what's happening. But if I will turn to God and His Word and His presence and and still be willing to obey even when I don't understand, that is when I will have an humble heart and that is when I will be able to completely comprehend that it is not by bread alone. It is not by what I have decided would fix everything. It is not by the perfect solution I've worked out in my mind, but by the words of God. And I get to decide if I will accept the manna, even though it looks, well, I've never even heard of such a thing. That may be how we feel. We may feel like we're being abandoned, but we're not. Or we may feel like we have failed or we're not measuring up or we're inadequate. If if you're feeling inadequate or if you believe what God is offering you instead of what you were so sure you needed is inadequate, then I want you to reconsider that today. I want you to consider this other verse in Deuteronomy 8.18. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you the power to be successful. Yes, be educated. Yes, be disciplined. Yes, make good choices. Yes, surround yourself by the right people and put yourself in the right situations and position yourself for miracles. But in the end... It is God. He is the one who will give you the power to be successful in whatever it is you're trying to do. Are you uh, trying to be an author? He is the one who can make you successful. Are you trying to be a good mommy? He is the one who will make you successful. Are you trying to uh, find that one and only spouse, he is the one who will make you successful. We could go on and on, no matter what it is that you have in your life that you think, I am failing here. I'm coming up short. I'm not measuring up to the task at hand. Only God can make you successful. Now, today is St. Patrick's Day when I'm recording this. 
And um, you may be listening to it at a different day, and that's fine if you are. But I can't let the day go without sharing a little story about St. Patrick. So, you know, today is March 17th, if you're listening the same day that I'm recording. And I bet you realize that that's St. Patrick's Day. And you may even know that the shamrock, which is a three-leaf clover, is best known as a symbol of this holiday. But did you know that Patrick was originally kidnapped as a teen from Britain and lived in slavery in Ireland? And did you also know that he eventually escaped after a divine intervention? It's a great story. And then did you know that he returned to Ireland as a missionary after answering the call of God to do so? And did you know that he then used the shamrock to explain the concept of the Trinity God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit to the people of Ireland. So today, if you are celebrating uh, St. Patrick's Day, have fun doing so. But remember the roots and remember the boy who was courageous enough to forgive and then return to the land of his physical captivity so that they could be spiritually set free. Today, I'm going to say I honor St. Patrick and his spirit and his mission. He loved God and the people of Ireland. I have a significant Celtic ancestry, according to my DNA, like 35% Irish Scottish. And today, I will celebrate that fact. After all, it is my excuse for being short of stature and short of temper. Now, I want to get back to our Deuteronomy and just remind us that no matter what you're facing, I hope so, so much today that you have been able to stop for a moment and say, yeah, me too. That's, that's what I'm struggling with. That's what I need to let go of. That's what I need to accept and receive from the Lord. And whatever it is, that God is offering, even if it's in the form of manna that you have never seen before, let Him feed that hunger of your heart and accept that He is the bread of life and that we can count on Him. Have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.